0: hey welcome to the ordinary black professionals i'm nicole and i'm Stefan. and this week we're talking about imposter syndrome So what is imposter syndrome exactly? Well, it refers to an external experience of believing that you're not quite competent um, as others perceive you to be and that the idea that you're only where you are because of luck. So, for example, feeling imposter syndrome when you are a a manager of an Mm organisation and you feel like other people look at you, other managers look at you and think, they're just not very good. They're not very competent. And so, therefore, you feel like you're only there because of luck and because of of kind of good for, uh, good fortune. Yeah. And it's only Would a matter say... of time before someone realizes that you're a fraud.
1: Yeah. Would you say, like, maybe also it's when you don't feel deserving of the position you're in? Or is that something slightly different?
0: I think that falls into it as well. Because ultimately it's that feeling that you're not you're not deserving because you don't feel like you're good enough to hold that particular position or space
1: right okay so let's go into the different types then
0: okay so the first type of imposter syndrome that someone can experience it does fall into kind of five different categories is the perfectionist is the first one and that is essentially somebody who kind of sets themselves super high expectations and if they don't meet um, their goals they feel like they're failures so any small mistake that they make they feel like you know they're just not good enough and that they question their own competence Mm. I think I in general am not a perfectionist but I've definitely been in situations where I felt this before where i feel like i've hit you know 90% of my goals but because i've missed out on that extra 10% i alt- like, automatically feel like i'm a failure and that i'm not good enough
1: yeah i can understand that one
0: and the second one is the experts so these are people who need to know all all of the information need to know absolutely everything and that they won't apply for a job if they don't meet all the criteria and this can lead them to kind of also be a little bit hesitant um when speaking up um or asking a question because they don't want to look stupid or appear that like they don't know something
1: yeah this one's interesting i think i had a colleague who uh must understand every tiny detail before they are able to speak on it or be involved in something technical and it's it's interesting because I don't feel like anybody in the workplace actually expects you to know every single thing maybe you know a little bit or have a idea of what you're doing but not to know everything into deep like detail like
0: yeah. to be
1: the expert people feel this way and I totally I totally understand it yeah.
0: yeah so do I so do I so the third one being the natural genius so this is somebody who doesn't necessarily have to struggle to work hard or to accomplish something. So when they do find it difficult to kind of um, get something done or when something isn't necessarily coming easy to them, they are immediately put off and um, their brain kind of tells them this is proof that they're an imposter. Then there's the soloists. So this is people who feel like they need to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they ever have to ask for help, that essentially means that they're a failure and a fraud. And then finally, the super person. And these are people who kind of push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove to everyone else and to themselves that they're not an imposter. Um, and these people tend to feel quite stressed uh, when when they you know, aren't accomplishing something or when they don't um, succeed in all aspects of their life, whether that's personal or work related. So we've got the perfectionist, the experts, the natural genius, the soloist and the superhuman. So super person. Mm-hmm. Which one of those do you say you're most kind of relate to? Would you say it's the expert?
1: Person uh, yeah. person who
0: needs to know every piece of information
1: I think there's a blend of different things I think the expert one could yes um, I think uh, definitely not natural genius that's definitely not me uh, the soloist probably a blend between the expert and the soloist because there are times where I like, just like I have to accomplish tasks by myself I have to get this I don't want anybody to know that I don't know this or something like that you know yeah how about yourself
0: um, I think there's three there that really resonate with me, the perfectionist, the expert and the soloist. I'm also not a natural genius. I think right now I would say that I most relate to the soloist. So somebody who has to, yeah, doesn't want to ask for help, feels like they need to accomplish things by themselves. I think at this time in my life, I most relate to that one because I've recently been promoted. I feel like I can't ask for help in certain areas because people will be looking at me thinking, but you've just gotten promoted. I expect this of you. I expect more of you. So now you're coming and asking for help on things that are considered to be basic. Mm. Well, you obviously didn't deserve that promotion to begin with. And so it feels like that constant need to prove yourself to people and I think that that is what is so bad of imposter syndrome, and I I suffer from it really really badly to the extent where I won't put myself up for opportunities or promotions, um, and I find it really really debilitating to navigate. I I've, I have found it before in my career really really debilitating to get past that feeling of feeling like you're just not good enough to be in that space or feeling like you're not as competent as others because you look around you and it feels like other people are smashing it and then you look at yourself and how you perform and how you feel when you're doing those activities and you feel like I'm so so shit compared to everybody else
1: yeah yeah I totally agree I agree with you and I totally understand where you're coming from um, when you compare yourself to others I feel like the impersonal syndrome sort of comes stems from comparison and, yeah. and I'm
0: not sure. Comparison it, is a fief of joy.
1: Yeah I'm not sure exactly where it stems from but I feel like it, it stems from comparison because you are looking at others and if you feel like you are on par with what they're doing then you don't feel like an imposter but mm. if you feel like that guy's so good at this or this girl's so good at that like and I'm just not
0: At that level. At
1: that level, then you compare yourself and you feel like an imposter, even though, you know, maybe you are equal level with them or maybe even higher level with them, you
0: know? But I think it's also like people, I don't know, for me at least, it's been how people perceive me to be as well. So I kind of think, oh, people are expecting this of me
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I'm failing at that or I feel like I'm failing at that. Yeah. So then, I'm like, okay, so I'm just, I'm, I'm massively like not reaching their expectations, and so therefore I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be in the space. I don't deserve to do this work. This is not for me. I should be much more junior, etc., etc., etc. I feel like it can be really damaging on your self confidence. Yes. It, it, it's really something that, um, yeah, it can really affect your self esteem.
1: Yes, definitely. And there's such a strong link between this and confidence because there are some people that are just very confident in themselves and even though they may actually be an imposter, they may be somebody who just does not have the skills or mm. they're very junior, but they walk in with such confidence that they do not have any of that imposter syndrome or yeah. at least externally we can't see it.
0: Well, that, I was just you know, I was just thinking that Um, because many a times I've told people at work about, you know, this, my imposter syndrome, or how I get kind of nervous doing certain public speaking events and things like that. And people have often turned around to me and said, oh, you didn't look like you was nervous at all. You look perfectly fine. You spoke really slowly and confident. But it's that outside image that you give, which is what I've realised kind of people don't really realize how you're feeling underneath yeah because you're giving it an outward perception that's not necessarily true yes um but then you know I've held myself back from going for promotions when you know I was ready to get and I'll give an example in 2019 I was told I you know you're ready for promotion by two senior people in my workplace And I was told that I should go for it, you know, in this particular cycle that we had. But because I felt like I wasn't good enough, I didn't feel confident in myself. I looked at the other people around me and thought I'm not of that level. So doing that comparison, as you said, Stefan, I then halted my promotion for about seven months. All because of that kind of imposter syndrome that I was feeling. So it really can hold you back from opportunities um mm. and promotion and things like that, and I think unless you have somebody who's who's advocating for you when you're not in the room, it can be really hard for you to get some of those opportunities that you may not naturally fight for yourself
1: mm. yeah, I totally agree with you, and other people see it in you sometimes when when you don't see it in yourself,
0: yeah, yeah? definitely, like
1: you said, there was a uh, two senior people who recommended you for promotion you was ready and they could see in you that you are ready but you can't see it in yourself yeah and that a lot of the time uh, what you see in yourself is not even based on like what you can and can't do it's based on your confidence at that time so true so um, true and so sometimes like I've been doing this you know uh, what I do at work for a long time now and I feel some there some days where I feel like I'm very confident throw anything at me I can catch it mm. right and there are some days where I'm just like whatever you do 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 not put me on that call with that customer or whatever I just cannot I will fail today mm. <laughs> you know and I and, and is this and those days it's as if I it's my first year in this job yeah and that's how I feel I feel like I've never done this before
0: yeah same
1: I have to learn from scratch
0: because it's when you're in that space as well you fail to remember all the great things that you've achieved Mm. previously and I think so much of it is who you have around you as well I remember last year like January February time I was on a tricky client I felt like my person who helps me in my career wasn't being very helpful in in me and at that time I needed to feel uplifted I needed to feel validated I needed a a reminder of the stuff that I'd done before in the past and I felt that instead of getting kind of any sympathy on how I was struggling he he actually said to me oh well so and so does this Really well. They handle that. You know, someone who wasn't even on my project, a random, someone else on a completely different project and client. yeah So and so does this really well. She handles complexity really well. You know, you need to learn to be a bit more like her kind of thing. Right. That's, and that's, I remember that conversation completely... and I felt yeah. broken. That doesn't help. And I remember the day so clearly because I was running a I drop in session at my work. And I felt so upset. I went to the toilet and cried. Like, I'll admit it. I'm one of those people who <laughs> cries at work. Um, and I went to the toilet and cried. And someone in my D and I team kind of pulled me aside and we had a chat and stuff. But it was because I was feeling like so so shit in myself. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this job. Like, what am I even doing? Is consulting even for me? I can't. Well, I can't deal with the complexity of this project, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling so much. Like, I'm not a very good BA. I'm not a very good consultant. I'm not a very good, mm. like, at managing this. People thought I should have gotten promoted, but clearly I'm proving that I, I, I shouldn't or never have been. All these emotions were coming out where I just felt like this was a time that I was being seen as being a fraud and that I did not belong in 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 my current company, in consulting, and it's so unbelievably hard when you're in that space because you don't don't have any confidence in yourself at all, mm. and you're just sitting there thinking, "Whoa, well, what do I even go from here?"
1: Yeah,
0: I think people really underestimate how like challenging those feelings can be, and again, it's because outside people looking in. Like no one that day knew that I was feeling so upset. I ran a great DNI drop-in session. I had, you know, calls with my client and stuff. Like no one knew that I would be feeling other than that, other than that one person in my team. But that outside perception of how I was coping during that time was probably pretty positive. do you know what I mean you never know what's I know we always say this all the time you never know what's going on in someone's life kind of thing but I really think you really don't know what's going on in someone's life and more often than not it's not written over their face they're not walking in every day crying or tired like they'll plaster on a smile and like everything's great and then inside they're feeling really really broken
1: yeah yeah and that person you said they were a senior person, or that person that said
0: who made the comparison between yeah. me. and... that was my um, like the person who helped me in my career.
1: Yeah, so
0: like my that coach, person... career counselor type person.
1: Yeah, so when that person sh- should have identified, obviously you said to, you, what did you say to that person for him to respond?
0: I I said I'm just really struggling in this project. I feel like the complexity is too much. I feel like yeah. I can't handle it. I feel like I can't cope. I feel really overwhelmed. And his response was to not be very sympathetic. Yeah. Or even like for me, if someone's telling me that, it maybe it's not the best time to give a solution. Maybe it's just a time to shut up and listen. Like not everything that someone people say to you requires a response. I don't mm. think everyone recognizes that.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of a similar situation. Like I had somebody who um, I was more senior to, and and they weren't performing the way that they were expected to
0: Mm. perform you you were were the senior senior one
1: yeah and I think what it is is that you know I gave them work to do and and I expected them to to achieve it and to do well at it because they were of a certain level that Mm. I expected that from them uh and not only that is that personally I felt that I knew that they could cope with that type of work and then it surprised me that they didn't cope you know and they didn't deliver it the way I expected to Mm-hmm. it, it to, to go so um it was in that moment when I sat that person down I said uh it's not going as I expected um is there anything going on first of all you need to understand you don't know if anything's going on in their life mm. so you have to say is anything going on at home and in your life and stuff like that is everything good yeah they may not tell you the truth when you ask that question yeah. because it's personal And if you don't have a close enough relationship,
0: and a lot of people don't,
1: they're not going to open up, right? Mm. They may just say, it's just tough right now, or, you know, something just vague. Mm. Um, You know, and then, you know, as a manager, you you have to make a decision. Okay, maybe it's not the right time to do this. Maybe I'll I'll give that to that person. Don't worry. It's not like I'm taking work away from you, just, you know, to help you cope or, you know, whatever. But at the same time, it was at that point where I just felt like, I needed to remind this person that you can do this. That
0: you're capable.
1: Yeah. And I just I, I just said, you can do this. I have seen you do this. Mm. And let me remind you when I saw you do it. You did it here. You did it here. I know you can do this because you do this. You have these skills. I know this. That's why I gave it to you. So I hope that you can, you know, I hope that you could take it on and deliver it, but you've not been able to do that. And then, I think what it is, is it clicked in them that they were like, you know what? You're right. I have done this. Why am I feeling this? Maybe uh, I can't speak for what they were feeling, but let's assume it was this imposter syndrome. Mm. Right. Why am I feeling this imposter syndrome when I know I can do this? Yeah. And then the next step for me is was just to say, you know, take it step by step. Just start here and then go here. And once they've got the first two steps on the ladder, they're gone.
0: Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. But it's a fact that I mean, this obviously speaks to the fact that your intuition and kind of managerial skills is that you recognise that there could be external factors going on that impacts someone's work. Yeah, could be a wide range of things. This is before COVID. It could be anything, health, your own health. Pers- you know, family problems, money issues, all sorts. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you recognize that and was able to talk about it, but then kind of giving that person that extra oomph. Yeah. You know, extra like kind of push up, because sometimes that's all you need. Reminding them, validating them on their skills and what they'd done previously. And maybe they weren't feeling imposter, maybe they were just feeling a bit, you no know, something else. But sometimes it's good to have that person who is your cheerleader, And it sounds really corny and it sounds really, like, cheesy. But sometimes you need that person at work.
1: You do. You do. You
0: know what I mean? Even if if it doesn't have to be someone senior, it could be a friend who's like, oh, you know what, you're the shit, you're really good.
1: I do feel like it's more effective if it's someone senior, It's, Mm. it's your direct leadership or management who are cheering you on as your skills or the team yeah and say look i've got these people in i know they can do it and i'm backing them
0: yeah i agree
1: right and no matter what because sometimes right at work we're at work every weekday all year round Mm. every year there will be ups and there will be downs yeah and when you're having downs that's the time for the cheerleaders come in and be like you've got this you got this you're good.
0: And that's probably where I feel like at the moment, so I think for me and my imposter syndrome, I'm a bit of a flow, I'm okay, I can manage it but I'm sure there'll be another ebb coming anytime soon. Yeah. But I feel like where I am in in my career and at my current company is, I don't have anyone senior who I feel like, like this is so cheesy, like I look up to, like someone who I would confide in, someone who's like my champion, someone who's who I would talk to, to get impartial advice. Mm -hmm. The person who is my kind of career person at the moment, puts their own feelings and bias onto me, which I don't like, but I don't have someone who I can, who I respect in the company, who's senior that I have a good relationship with who can be that cheerleader for me, yeah. like who knows me enough. And that's not to say that the people in my company aren't good at because they 100% are. It's just that like I don't have that relationship with, with enough of senior people but in my company for them to be like an actual yeah. cheerleader when I need them to be.
1: I think it's, it goes before the relationship level. Mm. you because know? I don't think you need to have a relationship with that person to be their cheerleader. Mm. You work together in the same company you are working on the same project together, you have to support each other.
0: Mm. But, but what if you're uh, on a solo project? Like right now I'm yeah. by myself on the client. I think I've it's got tough. a rough deal.
1: And that's why I, I that's why I think on solo projects you shouldn't send people who um you know would need backup and need you know, they need to you need to be self motivating person, right? Mm. So you've been able to do a solo project, work on that Bring yourself up, you know. And if you're having if you're having a hard time, you know, drag yourself back up to to be ready to go again, mm. yeah. And you need a self-motivating person to do a sort of project. You can't do that if you're not a self-motivating person. Yeah, that's what I think. I may be wrong, but no,
0: you know, I I agree with you because I
1: think regardless, the... though, you know, there's other people. It sometimes you're in a project by yourself, but there's still leadership that put you there yeah right? and the leadership know you're there so they should still be checking on you and they should still be cheering you and they should still be shouting about you doing a solar project because there's nobody else that's going to do it mm. but this i think this is a bit of a consulting world yeah sort
0: of I, I i i think so as well i think so as well um what do you think about this so i was me and a friend at work we're both kind of suffer from the imposter syndrome quite badly and Know, limit limit you know, we don't put ourselves forward for opportunities we won't speak out all that stuff and we were speaking to another colleague about imposter syndrome and she was like oh yeah i have it as well um but you just gotta fake it till you make it and mm. i was like I can't stand that phase, like fake it till you make it because <laughs> i think when you're feeling really rubbish like you're just not good enough or you know that you're just not as competent as others mm. it's really hard to like fake it
1: you have to have a confidence to fake it
0: yeah you have to have an awareness that you're good and that the feelings that you're feeling are quote-unquote not logical irrational not temporary and temporary, yeah. that's that's a better way that they're temporary feelings yeah that's a good way to put it
1: yeah i have to remind myself that all the time like the feelings that i'm feeling are temporary it will pass i need to just i know the path i know the direction just keep going down that path mm. you know sometimes um you know, they'll drop me in with like a new technology and I won't know a single thing about it. And I'm just so out of my depth, right? But I know the path I need to take to find out about it, to learn about it. But, you know, I need to maybe pretend like I'm or act like I'm an expert on it very soon. Mm. So the deadline of being an expert is very close and I need to know about it basically now. And I know nothing. And so this sinking feeling inside there's a sinking feeling, like that you're about to drown.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's during that time you have to be like, what I'm feeling is temporary. I need to just
0: push through. Push
1: through. Yeah. Get in that direction.
0: Because you know it will pass. Because you've had yeah. the feeling before and it has passed.
1: And and that's what experience gives you. I
0: think. Yeah. I experience agree.
1: gives you, you know, you've had this feeling before. It's gonna pass. I know what to do to get over yeah. it. When you're young and you're starting out. You've not had that feeling before, and you know that's the time where I feel like someone more senior to than you should tell you don't worry you you've got this, this is what you should do, yeah, yeah, keep pushing this direction, the feeling will go, you know yeah um I think imposter syndrome for me i've I've had it a lot of times um there are different scenarios, maybe one of the worst times for me is when I go for job interviews. I have imposter syndrome a lot of the time for job interviews. Um, I turn up to a job and I feel like I'm not ready to be here or I shouldn't be here.
0: Is that or... because at job interviews, you're kind of being quizzed on what you know? Like you, yeah. like it's more of a case of... Do I know enough? Do you know enough? Yeah, like the interviewer yeah. expects you to know, you know, 100%. So then you're always like, okay, but... If I don't know, if I only know 95%, am I good enough? Like, am yeah. I a fraud? Am I yeah. stepping into this position when I don't actually have all the information? Or
1: Yeah, exactly. And so that feeling um, is a sink. Again, I, f- I feel a very sinking feeling inside when I go to job interviews. And they start asking me questions. And one of my big problems that I had to snap out of, because it, it was causing me issues, hmm. I couldn't get jobs was that I turn up to a job interview and I would um, make myself small. I would like fall into myself and I would be, I would come across like, I've only been doing this for six months and I'm right. here for a senior job. And they would ask me questions and I would not give full enough answers um, because I don't know the right word for it, but I'm just I'm just sinking. Mm. Right. And um I don't know, maybe it's like into the <laughs> into the uh fallen sunken place. Into the sunken place. <laughs> right. That's how that's how I felt, right? And and they'll ask me a question. I'm I'm I've like got this out of body experience where I'm trying to answer it. And I'm and I'm my brain is like, come on, you can do this yeah. and nothing good is coming out.
0: interesting
1: and so what they would do is that they would say oh yeah you've got a sort of good personality but you know i think you're a bit more bit too junior than we were expecting and uh you know maybe we'll offer you a junior position for half the salary that i came for right okay and then i would have to be like oh man (laughs) i would have to turn it down and they'll say oh but you know you could you could work your way up and you know maybe you know it up there and I'm like no I've been doing this for ages I just couldn't perform in an interview Mm. and so um yeah so I would walk away from interviews and they'll think I was junior and I've been doing this for a long time so that was my that was one of my you know situations where the imposter syndrome really was a problem for me and then I had to drag myself out of it I had to really consciously walk into an interview and just like take control of the room and just like I'm 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 gonna now run this interview it's how i how I try and get over this right and I'll push the interview in the direction of the things that I want to talk about mm. things that are at the very top of my head right because if they ask me a question in an interview sometimes you're asking for my back catalogue of knowledge and it was there but it's in the back mm. right and <laughs> so so I can't answer those questions straight away yeah and a lot of the time I think in the previous interviews where I was struggling they were asking for my back catalogue and it was like I forgot the details and it looks like you don't know the basics it's like I do but I don't do that every day anymore yeah it's that
0: information's (laughs) filed away yeah it's not easy yeah like it's not just there yeah on the ready
1: yeah and and with job interviews especially technical ones you know they expect all this different information to just be there
0: yeah
1: and so it's you know it's really difficult so yeah and i don't know what category that one really falls in but um maybe the expert
0: yeah i I was thinking that one the expert as well kind of needing to every piece of information
1: yeah yeah yeah. And then there's an, another scenario as well. Maybe this is more confidence based, but I was searching for a job and I couldn't, uh, I didn't have a job for a, a while. Um, so I'm just, you know, just searching for the market. But as that time is going by, um, it takes a quite a long time sometimes to get a job. Sometimes it could take up to three months with like some of these corporate businesses. Some businesses will give you an offer within two weeks of your first contact with them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sometimes it can take a while. And during that time, my confidence is fading. Yeah. It's fading because, especially in technical roles that I'm applying for, I need all these skills at the tip of my fingers. Mm-hmm. And they can test me in an interview at the tip of my fingers any time. And just, yeah, I can answer that question, answer that question. And so the longer I'm going on without without exercising my brain with those type of skills...
0: The more you're losing them, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so as my skills are fading, I'm realizing, um, am I ready for the interview tomorrow? Can I remember the basics? And then I'm really trying to pull it out, and I'm like, huh, will I be able to get the job? If they ask me that question or certain questions, will I get found out? Yeah. Have I forgotten everything that I ever knew? I have questioned myself. Have I forgotten everything that I've ever done? Yeah. And because um, when you're in yeah. that
0: moment, it's hard to go back and remember like where you have done a good job,
1: yeah, yeah, and I remember the good times. I remember you know that's why i, I can I can walk on in, in, in any interview without my c v and talk about I did this and I did mm. this and I did this, right, and they but they're gonna ask me how and 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 what did I do, and can I demonstrate it? and that is a problem
0: what I find hard of interviews is that they want you to go back and talk about things that literally happened you know five years ago, ten years ago, fifty. it's like how are you going to remember all that stuff like I just don't understand I think another example I have of a time when I had was going through an ebb with the imposter syndrome was when I there was a role going up at work to be on a project where I was going to be kind of a senior person on the project with some with some three like a team of three and I was going to be leading up on a on a some pieces of work um, and I'd be kind of creating the scope delivering it most senior person on the account. And I really felt like that wasn't for me. I just wasn't good enough to do it. I, I, I just didn't have the right skills. But somebody in my company saw that, you know, it, it was my time, I guess, to step into this kind of man, more of a managerial type role. And she advocated for me when I wasn't in the room. And I subsequently went on to kind of have that role and be very successful in it. I think this is another example of, you know, as you said, people see things in you that you don't see in yourself. Yeah. And then also will advocate for you when you're not in the room, which I think we've spoken about before, but it is so so powerful that you find someone who will speak for you when you're not in the room. It makes such a difference. Yeah. Such a difference. This woman stuck her neck neck stuck stuck her neck out. And, you know, made the case that I'd be on the role, um, which contributed to me kind of being on it as well. So, yeah, it's just so important to have somebody, if you can, who will be that uh, person for you.
1: Yeah, I agree. That is very important. People around you that back you up, that push you to that next level, that give you opportunities. It's important. It's mm. important. And it helps with this imposter syndrome as well because when you're holding yourself back, they're pushing you forward.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know? Couldn't agree more. And I think also with the imposter syndrome, it's just to remember what you said, like these feelings are temporary. And I think, I can't speak for other industry, but for consulting, there's such a drive to always be growing, always be developing, always be pushing for more. It's always like, striving 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 and the moment you're not doing that it's like what are you doing kind of thing and I think sometimes it's important to remember that your career is a long one you know we're going to be working up until we're at least kind of 60 kind of thing you know you want a, a really long time we still have got like 40 years in us and there are going to be so many ebbs and flows in um, in your career so if right now you are you know 28 like me if I say 29 they're not 29 yet (laughs) 28 like me and you're you know you're looking at others and being like oh I haven't achieved this or this person's in this this same position as me but they seem more competent and oh I'm not the same and you're trying you're feeling really insecure that's as much as hard as it is to say that's okay because there's going to be times when you may surpass that person and that person will be, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit further behind or, you know, their salary will be more than your salary will be more. Like, because it is just such a a career, such a long thing. But I think when you're in your 20s, sometimes it feels like you must achieve everything before you're 30. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it's weird. Like, you don't really think about what happens between 30 and 40 or 40 and 50, how you can still grow and develop and get big pay rise or do whatever you want to, to achieve yeah. I think so much of the push nowadays is to make everything happen before you're 30 yeah. because somewhere after 30 something goes wrong or downhill and it's not always kind of the kids like having children it's like I don't know it's just in general you know whether you have kids or not that after 30 your career slows I don't know there's just this impression that it doesn't yeah things just stop at 30 so yeah. all that to say as a reminder to what Stefan said that f- those feelings of imposter syndrome they are temporary and in your 40 45 year career you're going to experience a lot of that or you could potentially experience a lot of that I know yeah. some people don't experience imposter syndrome
1: yeah yeah totally totally one think one thing I realized I came to this realization that most people feel some kind of imposter syndrome
0: mm.
1: and most people are feeling what i am feeling or have felt
0: mm. but they hide it
1: uh maybe not everybody hides it um but i think what it made me realize that i need to also be comfortable with it yeah because if everybody else is having it it just means it's I'm normal, normal. It's normal. Everybody gets it. Yeah, that's so I, true. So I need to be comfortable with it, which is difficult to admit in technology, where you know anybody who's worked in technology knows that there are personalities in technology who always give the aura as if they know it all. They they've got yeah. they covered everything. They know everything. Um, no matter what we delve into, they know everything. And uh, I've met those people and it makes you feel very inferior in in, in technology. So, you know, when when I do meet those people, I always have to remind myself, you know, maybe they are just putting on the front. You know, they actually don't know that area, don't know what they're talking about or whatever is going on right now. And they're fronting. Yeah. And you know, I confront two or I can just admit I don't know and that's (laughs) help. You know? So I think based on what we shared today with our audience, if you guys want to go over to our Instagram page, talk to us and tell us what type of imposter syndrome that you have felt, if you have if you are the perfectionist, uh, the expert, the natural genius, soloist, or a super person, let us know. On our Instagram page, at Ordinary Black Professionals.
0: Yeah. Or you can always write to us at ordinaryblackprofessionals at gmail.com as well. We'd love to hear your stories. Yeah. And we'll probably, we'll wrap it up there. So we will catch up with you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. If you have any questions or dilemmas, email us on ornoblackprofessionals at gmail.com or we can be found on Instagram and Twitter at black Professionals. Also, don't forget to follow us, subscribe and leave a rating and comment.